from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Hardwood Handicappers, VEASAN's premier NBA betting podcast. What's up, folks? Welcome in and welcome back to Hardwood Handicappers after a, a very busy and crazy week. Uh, we are back in the driver's seat and back into our original flow, just in time for All-Star break coming up at the end of the week. But uh, we will not, at least I will not, go away. We refuse. Uh, we will have plenty of stuff and coverage, and I have uh, lots of ideas and things to discuss when the NBA is at its midwinter classic. Um, I think that's what they call it. Kelly Bidlin's here. Kelly, I can't decide if I'm hungover from last night or for the last week. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I feel you, brother. <laughs> I, luckily, I, luckily, I didn't have that much time to drink all that much last night after uh, doing shows before the Super Bowl and yeah. then Super Bowl and then having to wake up very early this morning to do another show. But I am exhausted. I'm with you on that. That is, uh, It's been a long week. And, yes, for all the listeners, I know we had a lot of people uh, tweeting at us and stuff. Sorry, we were uh, – we were doing the best we could. <laughs> we did the right. best we could last week with with all different Super Bowl responsibilities and stuff. We, uh, uh, I thought the Friday pod was cool. But we, you know, get Shrog here on here. Drew Dinza get, we got a little bit different. Or was that Thursday? Oh my god, all the it's days Thursday are actually. Yeah. Thursday, all the days are running together. I'm like, we did, we did the little because uh, we did the trade deadline reaction. Right. So yeah, it was Thursday. I thought that was pretty cool. Friday, yeah, Friday we didn't have a pod, but yeah, we're back. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Um, we again, we apologize and we appreciate because uh, there was a lot yeah. of folks who were asking about the pod. So we appreciate that very, very much. We also appreciate a lot of people understanding what was going on uh, with the pod, considering that the Super Bowl was in our hometown. And as Kelly said, we were doing a lot of different stuff for a lot of different people. So, yeah, uh, and fr- frankly, week. for frankly, for my uh, NBA betting JVT, nobody missed anything. That's for sure. This is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the hey, it was a great it was a great freaking January. It is okay. it cooled off though. It, it's cooled off and uh the uh uh I mean it was it was one of the better months I've ever had had uh bet in the NBA. So hopefully that uh it's going to be really hard to have a losing season at this point JVT, but uh yeah, the past uh past four or five bets have not been so hot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so, I'm also at a point where I, I feel like that last statement would be true for me as well, where it might be hard to have a losing season, um considering where we're at and by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, you've never checked it out, vison.com. Uh, I keep track of every play, um record, units one lost all up in the column every single day at vison.com. 
But I did go through a stretch where I'm going to count this out for you. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I, ten. I 11, think I've 12. made a total of four bets since last Wednesday, and I'm one. Okay. Okay. So it, like, but it's also like, I don't know if you feel this way. It's also realizing when, when you know what I mean? That you're not, you're not as sharp as when you were on a hot run, right? Like I'm not Dude. like, you know, we're going to talk about the board today. There's not, there's not much jumping out to me. There really hasn't been much jumping out to me over the past almost week. And when they have, they've been, they've been losers for the most part. So at the end of January, I went on a two and 12 slide, right? Like that was like, that was like the worst part of the season for me. Um, but even during that time, Kelly, and it's so weird because from a handicapping perspective, like throughout the entirety of a season, right? Mm-hmm. When I was running extremely hot, like unreasonably hot, it, it felt to the point where like there would be bets where I was like, all right, we got to write the column today. I was like, all right, let, let's, let's, this looks like I've got a small edge here. Let's, let's play that. Not really too sure. And like that would go in. It was like every shot was right, going down. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, there's no way this is sustainable. Like I felt like I was on an edge. Right, it was weird yeah, yeah. because I felt <laughs> like I was on an edge. Like this is not sustainable in any way, shape or form. And then I met the edge and fell back down. So yep. uh, we kind of bounced, bounced back a little bit here to kind of find some even ground. So that's pretty good. But yeah, it is but weird. The ebbs and flows of a season, man. It's It's crazy. Yeah, it's a good point. And we bring, I try to bring it up on a numbers game all the time too, but it's like the, it's always the, it's the pro tip, right? Of the, uh, of the recognize. We like to complain about bad beats. Realize when you're getting some lucky ones that go your way too. Cause I mean, you're absolutely, I was running hot as hell in January. There was a lot of small little things though, that were going my way uh, to make bets work out. Then for example, like I was on the Suns against golden state the other night on the money line. And it's just like Steph Curry in your eye hole. Like, and we were, we were head to head on that one. And <laughs> you know what I mean? And then sometimes you get that where, you, you know, you're watching it. And it's funny. Cause I was at a comedy show that night. So afterwards we went to a bar at MGM. Um, who'd you, who'd you see at the comedy show? Dude, it was good. It was Burt Kreischer and Tom Segura. And okay. And you I know the last like, guy. I was going to say, you don't look like you know who those are. No, um, no, no, no. Tom Shakur is. I don't look up Burt Kreischer. He's a recognizable guy. Like you, when yeah. you see him, you'll be like, oh, I know who that guy is. Like, I, and to be honest with you, I've never really seen some of his stuff. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, yeah. yeah. But it was good because oh, generally that movie comedy he shows. he was in, I saw recently. That was funny. Oh, The Machine, machine or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, That's based on a true story, by the way. Yeah, no, I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, An allegedly crazy. true story, we'll say. Um, but no, it was good because generally comedy shows have just two acts, right? The opener and then like the headliner. Um, they brought out three different comics leading up to them. So that was cool. Um, it was a good crowd is at MGM Grand Garden Arena. And like they got oh, wow. that thing nearly sold out. It looked there was a lot of people there. Um, but to back bring it back to basketball. So I was watching that during Suns Warriors. So all I knew was that the final score ended up being 113 to 112. And then we went to a bar afterwards. We were playing level up and at the MGM. And I was sitting there in the middle of these people. These people were playing, um, uh, what's the sandbag game between Cornhole? Cornhole. What's well, that level up? It's a cool little bar. It's actually an MGM. It's great. It's got like games. It's got like Connect Four. Oh, it's got that's Cornhole. the, that's yeah, the, the name of the bar over yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I thought um, I thought you said we were playing level up. I was like, what the hell's level no, up? No, playing at level up. Yeah, sorry. Gotcha. Okay. But I, I stopped these people's Cornhole game because I was standing in the middle of it. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I have to watch these highlights. But it's funny because you get a whole bunch of people that were down there from San Francisco. So a lot of other people were actually kind of into Warrior Suns highlights. And it was me and like a group of like 10 strangers watching these highlights of what Steph Curry did that night. And it was just like you said, that final shot, because I'm looking at it and I'm like, he's hitting shot after shot. And I knew that they won. And I was like, oh, he's going to he's taking them down, isn't he? And that shot 
that 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 flex that he does everything i don't know if you saw the shot of kaminga in the background when he's flexing kaminga's laying on the ground laughing like it was such a moment and i'm glad we brought this up because this does tie into i told you before we started recording that i'm slowly falling in love with the team Ah. and i and i think i'm getting there with the golden state warriors man okay here's the thing i haven't bet them to win anything my thing is just this Wait, hold on. Are you really getting there with the Warriors? Or are you getting there with Steph Curry and Jonathan Kaminga? No, I don't know. Well, because here's the thing. So that's why I wanted to talk this out, right? Because, you know, we talked about this with Zach a lot. And, you know, we got to a point where we were talking about, like, hey, the market needs to realize that this team isn't good. But, you know, we talked about that a lot. Yeah. But the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't think they're, like, as good as the Boston Celtics or the Clippers or anything like that. But I do think that they're a lot better than what their record would tell us. And... I do think that we kind of overlooked a little bit Draymond Green not playing for them for a pretty long stretch. Yeah. And since he's been back, Kelly, they have been one of the best offenses in the NBA. They're winning games left and right. They're looking incredible. And they still have yet to get Chris Paul back into the fold. I just wonder if we were we were too quick to sell on Golden State and say, you know what, get out of here. This team stinks and not realize that they did go through some injuries and they did go through some absences. And then the reality is that they're probably, you know, like they're better off than what the Lakers are, right? Like I feel like a lot of people view the Lakers and the Warriors in the same vein, which is, oh, these are two teams whose prime has passed them by, whose rosters aren't that good. But I think at this point right now, I think I'm confidently saying that the Warriors are better than the Lakers. And I think they should at the very least be a playoff team. And I'm not that way with the Lakers. So that's what I mean when I fall in love with them. Like I think okay. I think they're just better than what we think they are. And I, I've found myself gravitating toward them night to night and wanting to bet them more and more. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I, I think the it, it's been interesting to watch them uh, from my perspective because I think it's the – there's two questions. It's been, it, it's the I, – I, I absolutely agree with you on the Draymond statement. I think that we did overlook that a little bit. I think that – I personally overlooked that. I think I, I, I often do that with the Warriors sometimes with how much these guys do individually matter um, to the team, and especially Draymond because I'm just kind of sick and tired of him at this mm-hmm. point. But, you know, he, I mean – Got, got to give the guy respect uh, when he does uh, when he does do quality things on the basketball court. Um, the clay slide, uh, it's been real, but the you know it, you're still talking about the slide from where he was as, as a star player to it's like mm-hmm. okay, look at his current numbers. He's still like, he's still putting up decent numbers. You know, I mean, teams would kill to have a clay Thompson uh, number wise, you know, uh, play, playing for their team. There's that, and then there is and there's absolutely the Kaminga rise. I think my biggest questions are can Steph Curry seemingly, you know, carry this team almost single-handedly offensively uh, that far into the play, you know, or make a playoff run. I, I mean, I'm with you. I think they are probably a playoff. So you don't team. think Chris Paul um, potentially returning would help them out? No, I, th- I think it will too. Okay. But like, it, it's a I'm still on a wait and see kind of with them. I, yeah. I, I don't know if I. Well, I mean, Steph Curry is is still unbelievable. There's no, I'm not doubting Steph Curry's abilities. It's just, I think there's more, there's kind of been more on his shoulders right now than I can remember in a long time. And he's, so far he's doing, he's, he really is kind of carrying this team right now. Um, Kaminga getting better without a doubt is a thing. I, I question, is it going to continue? You know, is this going to be a consistent mm-hmm. thing with him for the rest of the season? If it is, great. We fight the Warriors. Like I've given you a lot of shit the past couple of years for not being able to develop some of these guys along the way as your other stars were, were aging. 
And if Kaminga gets there, great. You got it done with one of them. Like that's, I, I'm not trying to, not trying to be sarcastic about like, sure. five, but you did hit on one of them, but you got to get there with it. I, I just, we haven't seen those consistent long stretches from Kaminga before. So I'm not, I need to see it before I believe it. And then yes, it, 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 when you get Chris, getting Chris ball back, not hurt. That's for right. sure. So if everything's still kind of clicking by the time he gets back, then yeah, I'll probably be on board with you, but it's going to be too late for me by that point from a betting standpoint. Right. You know? Like, and, and like, I'm not but saying I'm okay rush. With that. I'm okay. Sure. With that, you know? And I'm not saying rush out there to like bet them to win the NBA finals. My thing would be like, they're plus 160 to make the playoffs. Right. Like, yeah. That's something where yeah. given, given what I have seen from them here over the last few weeks, and by the way, I say a couple weeks since Draymond Green's come back for our audience, if you want some numbers here, they're seven and four straight up. They have a plus 6.7 net rating. That is seventh best over that span. Uh, averaging 120.1 points per 100 possessions. That is eighth best in that span and only allowing 113.4 points on the other end. That is the fifth best defensive rating in non-garbage time over that span. So we're talking about top 10 across the board in your basic metrics of net rating, offensive rating, and defensive rating since Draymond Green came back from suspension. So I just, I think that they're better, right? Like we haven't seen at the very least something to like point at. Like the, the Lakers, why they're the opposite, if anybody's wondering, You've gotten a ton out of Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and you're still here, like floating around, playing contention. And I don't think they're going to do enough here, right? Because this is the tricky part for the Warriors and where they're at. Um, They are currently five and a half games out. No, excuse me, uh, four and a half games out of the sixth seed for the New Orleans Pelicans. So I don't think they're going to be able to do enough to get up there. And there's a real question of whether or not they get to seven, eight. So they are going to be a play-in team, more than likely. They are going to have to probably win two games because I don't think they're going to be able to get out of that nine, ten range because there's quite a gap between them and the eighth seed. Um, but they can do enough to surpass the Lakers to be the ninth seed and and host whatever game it's going to be. And they've got Steph freaking Curry in play-in games. Like I trust that dude and I trust that team when you get to win or get in against the Utah Jazz or some of these other squads that they might be facing here in that first playing team, you know, excuse me, game, if you know what I mean. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, man, it's kind of funny where we're at, just pulling up these standings. I feel like I rarely like look, I, I don't look right? at standings nearly enough just because we're so worried about betting day today. The, uh, like that top six of the West, I don't think it's changing. I think that is the the top six of the Western Conference in the end, end regular season. I don't know what order it's going to be, but Wolves, Clippers, Thunder, Nuggets, Suns, Pelicans. I think those six are the six. I mean, look at the top four, Kelly. I mean, it's ridiculous how I know. We, we have like, if you look at the standings, around. because I have like the, you know, they, they essentially we're in three tiers, right? So you have the top four, which yes. is, you know, Minnesota, LA, Oklahoma City, Denver. Then there's a gap and you get Phoenix, New Orleans, Sacramento, and Dallas. Then there's a gap and then you get LA, Golden State, Utah. And then there's a gap and then there's the Rockets all by themselves. And then there's the ass part of like the Western Conference. But I agree with you. Like, I think this is kind of where we're going to be in terms of our standings outside of some of the teams that are near each other. Maybe, you know, switching spots like Houston or excuse me, like uh, L.A. and Golden State or, you know, maybe Sacramento gets in there because they're only half game out in New Orleans. So, man, I'll take it a step further. I think that's the I think it finishes with those six teams in the top six and those four teams in the play. I, yeah, hard, I think- hard to argue. I mean, I, I guess the 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 guy who punches themselves in would be the Utah Jazz. Right. right. Like that, that would be the team that maybe does the Kool-Aid man and breaks through the wall and gets in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because they're only a half game back. um, And they play, and by the way, big game tonight because they play Golden State tonight too. Yeah. So, and that's why I'm bringing it to what we usually do here. The Warriors were on my list of plays to potentially make, but I I did take it off because the market has moved in their favor and they're small road favorites here against Utah. But 
I, I believe. I believe. Man, the Cavs, the Cavs are full two games clear now in the, yep. in the two seed in the East. I know, yep. this is, I know this is not uh, this is not what you tuned in for an NBA pod listen me to review standings. <laughs> it's like you're watching them for the first time. I just like like I, ch- I feel like I check in on these things like once a week, you know, what I mean? at best. Or I'm usually looking at one specific team. There's a uh, man that that back end of the uh, I'm not as confident in, 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 of what's going to happen in the Eastern Conference. That's for sure. Holy hell. Right. Those top those top five teams. I bet you remain in the top five. I have no idea past that. All right, well, um, we're going to take our break. By the way, before we take our break, just a quick shout-out because I haven't been on. We haven't had the pod for a while. Um, just a quick shout-out that uh, my propaganda has seemed to have worked with Kelly Bidlin. You know, you're sitting on a tasty CLV sandwich because of me. Oh, I thought you were teasing or going to break or something. No, no, no. Yeah, JVG! What, what are you talking about? about? Let's yeah. discuss on the other side. Yeah. No, no, no. I just <laughs> wanted to make mention of it real quick because it's old hat, but uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, what are we down to? What are we down to? I'm assuming you're talking 25, about MVP. 25 to 1. What, what, you know what's funny to me about these things is like when they like like sometimes there's an obvious move, there's an obvious something obvious that happens for someone to get like steamed and bets come in. Right. What like what, what, what Kawhi's been playing like he's been playing great, but he's been playing great for like a while now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like why? Like why did everybody just jump on board? You know what I mean? Like I know you and I were on the early end of it, where it was like, sure. hey, like this looks like it's coming together. Like let's take a shot on this longer shot bet. But like, yeah, I don't know him. I think what helps to one of DraftKings right now, but he's I mean they fit. It's Jokic, SGA, Giannis, Luca, yep. Kawhi. You know, I think what helps, and this is actually a really quick topic before we get to the bets for yeah. today. What helps is you know what's happening now. Everybody's watching now, right? Because mm. the NFL's the, the NFL had that two week break before the Super Bowl last night, so the only real sports on is college basketball and the NBA. And then all of a sudden, you get people to tune in that maybe wouldn't because they want you know fix they're, they're sports fans. They want to watch some more, and they're probably paying attention a little bit right. more. And then what happened too? What really helped was. They have that game against Atlanta where they win 149 to 144, and he goes 36 points, uh, only two rebounds, five assists, but on 13 of 20 shooting, five of eight from three. And everybody's like, oh, Kawhi Leonard's playing pretty good. What's his number? Oh, Jesus. He's actually got like a 50, 60, 90 split or whatever it is since like the beginning of December. Maybe this guy's pretty valuable to his team that's nearly the one seed in the Western Conference. I think that's part of what happens. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, don't get me. I mean, the Clippers launching up to the top of the Western Conference standings, that's part of it too. But like, you know, like I was kind of, you know, they've been there for a little while now. It's kind of been those four teams at least clumped together. So, you know, I think you're right. It's just, it is, it's some of the, sometimes, Sometimes when someone's odds move in these awards markets, right. it's based off of something very solid. And, it, and then I think you just broke it down well. But sometimes it just happens like that. And I will say, like, I've, I fight people a lot on these sort of things, as you know. But, like, I've gotten a lot of, like, they're not going to win enough games. I'm like, they're, I'm like to, uh, the same thing you just did. I was like, try pulling up the standings. They're a half game out of the one seed. Yeah, yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yeah, I, uh, I mean, it's, like, it's, you know, assuming there's no injury. Like they're also the team I'm by far the most confident in in the Western Conference right now. Don't I can can only get so excited. All right. All right. We'll take our break. Uh, When we come back, let's discuss the games that we have today. I've only got two bets on a card that looks uh, very, very entertaining. All right, we're so we're slowly we're slowly getting back into things here, Kelly. Uh, We've got a full card here today. Since we talked about them, I'll lead off with the game that I did bet. 
I did bet those Los Angeles Clippers today against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Lead four. Yeah. With, uh, with LA. Bet. Yeah. Okay. See, there we go. We're together. I mean, uh, I can't fire the sounder because you haven't bet it. But no, I didn't bet it. I, I'll probably look live, but I, I'm a little worried about. I'm a little worried about the matchups for like when these when these when these Clippers teams go goes and play. You know, Denver, Minnesota. That like I just that concerns me a little bit just with the bigs down low and you know Zubas can be able to handle all that. Um, uh, you know everything that the size size wise those teams are going to be able to throw at them. That's a wow. bit of a concern, but you know, uh, yeah, there's always the there's the, always the other side of that coin of you know how do you defend, especially with Jaden Daniels is what questionable. Uh, McDaniel's mm-hmm. is questionable today. Um, you know, how are you defending the wings that the Clippers are going to constantly throw at you? But um, yeah, I, it, it's, I, I think this is something I would probably just approach this one live. But I'm sorry, you, I cut you off. You did bet it. You dare. Uh, you dare. Question of Itza Zubac? My He's man. Awesome. I love him. I love him, but there's only one of them. You know, I mean, like, Ranks. you're so. So well, talking about why, throwing Cat and Gobert and all these guys that he's got to handle like all himself. It's a lot to ask. So that's why I don't think you do, though. And this is why I liked it, too. So first off, it's the number, as I put it here today. I made it just over five and a half. We're laying four. So, I mean, yeah. let's go. Uh, as I put in the article, it's time to start power rating uh, L.A. like Boston. All right. Boston would not be caught dead laying just four at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wouldn't happen. Um, so it's time to start respecting a team that, by the way, Kelly, is 27 and six straight up, 21 and 12 against the spread since the start of December. So I'm like, Woo! They're, they're, yeah, they're that covering. Is sexy. Yeah, they're, they're winning and they're covering. So if anybody asks, like, why do you keep betting the Clippers? That's why. Because yeah. they're been freaking brilliant, right? Uh, um, I mean, hey, man, there's been a couple times I've bet them in the past couple of weeks where I'm like, yeah, my numbers only give this like a slight edge, but I'm going to bet it because, like, look, betting hot, good teams that are hot in the NBA, it might sound really simple and dumb, but, oh, boy, does it, it, there's always a few few stretches during the regular season where you can cash good on that. Yep. Well, especially if you – like, for me, the Clippers have been my highest-rated team for the last month. Right. Like, yeah. they, like they are. They, yeah, just if you're flatly in front are. of the market a bit like yep. you've been, then, yeah, you're crushing it. Um, so – they have the there's the hey I think there's value in the number you mentioned the the center rotation so they have a beach Zubach who's a very good rebounder both offensive and defensive rebounding rate for Zubach 88th percentile at his position he's very good he's effective um, he can I think match up with Rudy Gobert down low when it comes to uh, attacking the glass they also have uh, Daniel Tice who. If you want to take Rudy Gobert out of the paint, guess what? Let's start Daniel Tice and let's run yeah, some pick and point. pops with him and Harden and him and Paul George and let's pull Rudy Gobert out of that paint and let's force him to be a guard along the perimeter. Let's open up the floor if we want to. We can also do that. Um, when Kawhi Leonard gets off the floor, right, we can speed things up a little bit. We can have James Harden and Paul George run up and down the floor a little bit more. Russell Westbrook in those minutes when he's in charge, right? The depth is just so much better for this team. And frankly, they don't really have guys to defend Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, especially if right. you're going to be shorthanded today. I just think there's so many different things that the Clippers have here that are going to bother them, and they can attack them in so many different ways in terms of their lineup versatility, their versatility at center, that I think that's this is a matchup that I think works really well for, for, for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. So I think there's line value. I think there's matchup value. And I think that the Clippers come out tonight and win the cover. So boom, Clippers minus four. All right, I like it. I like it. That was definitely one. It was definitely one. I, I mean, but we're going to run through the whole card. I have zero bets so far, but it was definitely yeah. one of the signs I did have circled for today, so I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll cool. Next. Yeah, let's start at the top then really quickly. Indiana Pacers, Charlotte Hornets. Uh, we saw Pacers open up as 11-point favorites, uh, get bet down to 9.5. Total has not moved, 238.5. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton pops up on the injury report as questionable. 
So that's one thing uh, to monitor because he's going to be pretty important here. And that's like the biggest name um, that we know of. Uh, Jalen Smith, also an effective player for them. He is out with lower back issues. And for the Charlotte Hornets, Kelly, not really anything worth mar- uh, noting in terms of injury. I think this one's pretty easy. You got to find out if Tyrese Halliburton is going to play here today. Yeah, what a... Should we just not be blindly playing like Miles Bridges over point props at this point? I, just like it is. It, I mean, yes, he's had some quality scoring performances, but it's more the volume. Like, sure. I mean, he is launching so many shots per game. Uh, I mean, 11 for 13, 2 for 16 his last two, but like 27 shot attempts, 26 field goal attempts, 23 field goal attempts, 20, 20, 19. Man, it's a ton. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've. That's just what I've been thinking about a couple of days. Uh, these past couple of days after he's put up a couple of monster games. No, I think you're right. Like over his last eight games, he's got 161 shot attempts. <laughs> like, yeah, like that's wild. It's right. wild. The uh, it, by the way, real quick, I don't want to take us off the card uh, here too long. But the uh, what did I miss with him at the trade deadline? Did, did, did I? Does he have a no trade clause? I believe he does. And he's like, basically, so he's going to be, he's forcing, I mean, if you're a Hornets fan, I guess this is like, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Obviously, he's had some major off the court uh, issues, but you're talking about, he's basically forcing his way to stay in Charlotte. So he has to continue to be paid. Uh, I I think that's what I took away from that situation, which is just kind of interesting because he's been playing very well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he's apparently going to be a Charlotte Hornet for quite a while. Now. Yeah. I also think it has something to do with his bird rights too. Right. Yeah, I think it's something yeah. like that. I think it was something like that too. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's why. So, uh, all right. With that one, yeah, nine and a half, two thirty-eight and a half. They've been a fun watch. Um, if Tyrese Halliburton plays, I wouldn't be surprised if this total gets up to like two forty something like it should, yeah. there's going to be no defense played. Uh, the other day when Charlotte played the Lakers, um, it was literally just an Olay fest, like the entire time. It was just they were. It was actually like a mini All Star game. It was incredible. It's like they were showing off for the fans. Anthony Davis had a triple double, so like you can kind of, <laughs> right, yeah, that's right. exactly. And, and I'm talking about with assists, like yeah. you know exactly what was going on in that game. Uh, all right, next up, Philadelphia 76ers on the road against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs ten point favorite at the open, or excuse me, eight point favorite at the open. Total two thirty one and a half. We're up to ten and a half with a total of two thirty and a half. Uh, you've been pretty pro Cav. I tried to take my shot in a different way the other day against Philly. Uh, in that I bet Washington over their team total. Uh, it did not happen because my thought process is this guard rotation for Philly is not great defensively, right? Yeah. Like if you're yep. if you're looking at the new construction of this roster and you're talking about Tyrus Maxey, uh, DeAnthony Melton, uh, who is still out, excuse me, I, I read that at Ron Burgundy, but Buddy Heald, Cameron Payne, like these are three guys who are going to be a primary party rotation in the backcourt. And those guys aren't stopping good perimeter players. So maybe this is the time to take that shot here. And I think the market's getting this right and driving this up. I don't know who is getting in front of Donovan Mitchell uh, in this matchup. And I don't know who is getting in front of um, um, Darius Garland either. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'll I'll be honest. So my first look was to the Philly side here. Just like at what point are we getting – at what point are we getting too – I, 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 both these teams, oh. right? Is is it? I mean, we are top of probably top of market rating for Cleveland of where we've been at all season, and Philly. I, I mean, I know it's been ugly since Embiid's been out, but like at, at you know, at what point do you got to buy low on some of these games with them? I'm, I, I'm keeping that in the back of my mind uh, going forward because they are quickly bottoming out. I, I think from what you're catching a lot of points mm-hmm. with this was a game today. Even I was considering, but after seeing Tobias Harris pop up on the injury report, I'm going to end up staying away. Uh, he was, I believe he has an illness. Is that what I saw? Uh, hit, no hip. 
hip uh, is what I'm saying. So yeah, he was, I think I saw him miss shoot around this morning. Uh, so we'll end up being a stay away from him, but that is something I don't want to, I'm, I'm monitoring it more with the Sixers than the Cavs. Like, you, you know what I mean? I'm not looking to actively go run and bet, bet against the Cavs. Yeah. Right now, man, they are trucking teams. Uh, this is, it's really impressive. This is, uh, I, I, uh, I was, I was, I was listening to the hoop collective guys. I think last week, man, like this team, you, you are, they are playing this well. You could not two years in a row roll this into the playoffs and just lay an absolute egg in the oh, first yeah. round. Like, you know what I mean? Like this Dude, team, you got to you got to win a playoff series this time around, boys. Like, like, you're too good right now. I'm telling you, I mean, the only um, the only other Eastern Conference future I have, we bet in the offseason. Not I say we because we talked about it, but yeah. I did bet them to win um, the NBA Finals. They're at about like I got them at like thirty five to one or something like that, and. Um, I, there's just a small chance that these, you know, oh, George Niang and Max Bruce. Yeah. yeah. So there's still a chance that these, this team, I don't think there's much value in it at all. I think I'm still floating around like that same. I mean, we got, price. we got our, uh, I, I mean, I, this, this run has been great for our win total, man. That's yep. for sure. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and by the way, when I was talking about Cleveland and who's stopping them, um, my perspective was like team total over. If, if you look at the last nine games, Joel Embiid has played 30 minutes over those, the last nine games. Uh, for Philadelphia, defensive rating is 123.8. That's fourth worst in the NBA. And they've been outscored by 10.7 points per 100 possessions in non-garbage yeah. time. So yeah. that's what's been going on with Philly since Embiid's been dealing with the knee issue that's kept them out for a while. Uh, all right, next up, San Antonio Spurs, Toronto Raptors. Didn't have much here. Raptors opened up five and a half with a total of 234. We're up to six with a total of 236 and a half. I did think the other day, Kelly, when San Antonio um, – who was San Antonio playing the other day? Refresh my memory. Well, I, I lost them when I bet, I bet on them against the Heat, but that feels like a while. It was ago. yeah, it was, that was a three game. No, Brooklyn was the one. They were there catching we six at Brooklyn. They ended up losing by twenty. So they were on my short list that day. But I looked into it a little bit longer. I was like, ah, oh, now nah, like my it's not too much of an edge. So I'm going to pull that off. And they got smoked. They did not look particularly good. And um, it does seem that I don't want to say the wheels have fallen off of San Antonio. Uh, but they are definitely not performing at the the level they once were, especially at the beginning of January. One and six ATS in their last seven games, zero and seven over that span, and getting absolutely walloped. Yeah, that was a. I watched them a fair amount of that Miami game, and it was it was kind of funny because I was chuckling when I made that bet, where I'm like, I'm not positive, right? That I've bet on the Spurs once this season. <laughs> I don't think I've really gone against them too many times either. Cause obviously that would require probably laying, laying some big numbers most of the times. But I was like, I think it was the first time I bet them all year. It may, may, you know, maybe I'm forgetting a couple games earlier or something like that, but uh, man, really watching them a lot in that game too. It is. I mean, look, you got Wemby and you got some guys that can, that can do some things, but it is just as an overall team, it, it is lacking. Uh, it, it is really lacking to put anything, putting anything together much offensively or defensively. And that's going to yeah. be an issue here for uh, betting on them going forward. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I really trust Toronto either. Like since the start oh, yeah, of the me, month, I, no, right? Yeah. No, only it's two wins. completely gross. Yeah. yeah. Only two wins. And it was Charlotte and Houston. <laughs> like it's not really looking. I don't even like, I don't even know what that team's doing. Like it almost, it almost feels like, if you had to tell me one team in the NBA was like tanking right now, I'd be like, oh, the Toronto Raptors, but I don't know why. Right. <laughs> I don't know why, but it feels that way. <laughs> well, I mean, we're good, though, because uh, we enjoy it with his win totals that we bet before. So. Right, hell yeah, man. We'll hell take yeah. It. We'll take it. Uh, all right. No Go thanks ahead. to you, Chicago Bulls. What were you yeah. doing? That was a whole handicap on both your teams. So you were going to trade away all these pieces. What are you doing? Speaking of Chicago is catching four total of 237. That's um, some movement here. Opened up five and a half in favor of Atlanta with a total of 238 and a half. This is on the road against Atlanta. So the Hawks are here 
uh, in this spot. Again, Chicago, a team that you talk about, have you bet on a team? I don't think I've bet on Chicago once this year. It's really? Okay. Yeah, and I don't That's think it's a team to read on. But we should play, we should play this game more often. I have to, I'll have to look through because I keep track of everything. So we'll look through. I feel like I bet Chicago a ton. Yeah. Um, but for this one, I'm looking at this right now. And because of the homestand that they were on, Atlanta has found a little bit of a groove here. Yeah. The, the question is, do we believe in it? Six and two straight up and against the spread in their last eight games. Offense has been cruising. Now, again, two of those games were at home. And um, the road game against Boston, they stayed inside of the number, but they lost. But like this team is starting to kind of pick things up. And I don't want to believe, Kelly. I refuse. I refuse to start you believing. You can't believe. Yeah, you can't. But it looks so good sometimes, man. Because that's what the initial belief was about. Yeah. Like, this team should – this team should – I'm trying to make sure I get my teams right. Okay. Yeah. If Joel Embiid is in, this team's ceiling should be the fourth best team in the Eastern Conference. They have the talent to do that. They've had the talent to do that this entire season, and they've absolutely shit the bed. And even though they've they've looked good recently, I hear you, JVT. I can't, I cannot get there with tr- trusting them to bet on them. It is, I think that ship sailed for me. I don't really know if I'm going to be able to be brought back in on betting on the Atlanta Hawks anytime soon. Okay, all right, that's fair, that's fair. But they look so good. <laughs> we've talked about this for two freaking years on this pod you and me come on man i love this team for three years now what am i talking about well they got a chance to build up some wins here too because this stretch coming up they get chicago today they're on the road against charlotte then home versus toronto orlando and utah before back-to-back in brooklyn uh, with two games so uh, you still got your uh, you got your win total counter handy do we have any shot at that one let's see i guess this up really quick i don't remember what number we bet all right um the hawks eh, (laughs) 19 more wins (laughs) yeah yeah no you're you're not really looking great i don't think that one's good though i think you need them to go 19 and 9 down the stretch here what a, what a rush! This is, and then I need uh, I need the Bulls. We got the Bulls under. I've got yep. thirty eight and a half. Yep. So you're gonna need them to go about. They can have thirteen more wins. Yes. So about thirteen. You so you need them to go thirteen and um, no. Excuse me. You need them to go twelve and eighteen down the stretch. Okay. I, uh, no, they can, I can give up thirteen wins. Yeah. Or thirteen. Yeah. Excuse me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. thirteen. What? So what was that 13, 13, 18? Yeah, thirteen and eighteen. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's doable. That's doable. Yeah, not the worst thing in the world. Let's not go Hawks. Let's go Hawks. All, right. all right. There we go. You're back in. Uh, all right. Next up, New York Knicks, uh, Houston Rockets, and we'll take our break here. Um, nothing I had at all on this one. I've got one in the next game, though, but uh, this opened Knicks four and a half with a total of 221. We are now down to three with a total of 221 and a half. Uh, kind of get that. I think the market got really randy. Uh, with everything that the Knicks did at the trade deadline, not realizing how injured they were. Right. So yeah. we, we kind of saw a surplus in terms of uh, their market rating, but that didn't account for the personnel that they had available. One and three straight up, owned four against the spread in their last four games. New York, from an injury report standpoint today, obviously still no OG Ananobi, still no Julius Randle, still no Mitchell Robinson. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein is questionable to play, and if he doesn't play, then you don't really have anything at center as you move forward here. But um it is Houston who has not been playing uh, like particularly inspired basketball. They've had good stretches here and there, but recently has not been very consistent. Two and four in their last six games, Houston has been one and five straight up. I didn't have anything here. I kind of understand the market now pushing back on New York because their market got their rating got pretty high, uh, but that was about it. Yeah, this is um, this is an interesting one to me, and I might be approaching this just live. I just don't know if I can pass up 
for okay, yes, Houston's yes, Houston has not looked good recently, but the Rockets have the, have played great at home all season. Um, I don't know if I could pass up betting on the Knicks if Shangoon's out of this game. Yeah, I don't know about I don't know. This also feels like a lot of games though recently where Shingun's been que- had the questionable tag and ends up going. Yep. So I like that's where I'm not expecting to bet this, but I do have this circle because I think if you're talking about a Rockets team that's missing Fred Van Vliet, uh, Fred Van Vliet, Alperen Shingun, uh, and then even Tari Eason in there, like it's you're just starting to. We, we, we've talked a lot about liking this team and different pieces of this team, but you're just not deep enough overall to like be replacing star players like this. So I, if Shane Goon's out, this is probably a bet on New York for me. Right. Regardless of Hardenstein, which, which is a, kind of a little crazy to say probably because that makes them pretty thin down low. But I think regardless of whether he goes or not, I'm playing it. Yep. I think that's uh, I think that's totally fair. Oh, man. All right, cool. All right, let's take our break. Uh, when we come back, let's wrap this thing up. we got a bet here in our next game as the Denver Nuggets are on the road against the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Denver Nuggets, um, we saw this open pick, 233.5. Uh, we're now at one with a total of 230.5. Uh, this is the first time in the last two seasons, if it closes like this, that Milwaukee will close as a home underdog, Kelly. Um, now, and to add to that, too, as I wrote about today, they closed as a home underdog once last season. It's when they benched everybody on the last like game of the regular season because they didn't care. Right. So theoretically, like they haven't over the last two seasons been a home underdog, right? So yeah. this is a pretty big shift um, if you're talking about where the market has been with Milwaukee. But here's the thing, man. They suck. Like, <laughs> like I wrote about this today, and it, like it, there's like this weird in terms of the narrative around the Milwaukee Bucks when it comes to like the general basketball community. There's like this thing. It's like, I don't understand why people keep saying they're struggling. Uh, they're uh, what? They're like the three seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, they're the three seed. That's fine. They're 34 and 19. And if you look at it over the last two months, essentially, this is insane. Milwaukee, since the beginning of January, 10 and 11 straight up, 5 and 16 against the spread. They're failing to cover by five and a half points per game. They are an average team. They are playing like an average team. The sample size is growing and growing that they're an average team. So for this shock to be like, why did Adrian Griffin get fired? And why are we here? Like, no, it's because they're not good by their own standards. Having said that, do you want to get in and lay a point on the road with Denver? I think you can. I think there's value in that number. But what I did, Kelly, was I bet over their team total of 115 and a half. I think this Bucks team on defense stinks. It's it's a little bit of a faux way, right, to back Denver here yeah. in this spot, um, to come in here and have success, to give myself the leeway of them losing this game. But they don't have – I'm sorry. They don't have a defender. I don't care if Patrick Beverly's taking the chalkboard and coaching guys up on the sideline, right? They don't have a defender that's staying in front of Jamal Murray. Those pick and rolls with Jokic are going to be an absolute nightmare for them. The fact that Jokic plays along the perimeter and eliminates a lot of what they do with that drop coverage, it's going to be good or it's going to work well. And I think Michael Malone is the better coach. I just think this team stinks. I don't think they're stopping Denver. Give me Denver team total over. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to argue that right now. Um, it, it's hard to argue against that play tonight. Um, you know, I've been the classic Bucks defender. This is where uh, this is always a one of the great teams that uh, that I, I have a feeling JVT and I have uh, disagreed on, disagreed on basically the entire season. We will continue to disagree. Of the, I can't, I can't, I can't push back on anything that you just said about what this team has looked like this past month. I do think we're hitting the. If there was going to be a turnaround point with this team. It was get off that ro- that long road trip. You're back at home. We saw this happen with your Clippers and James Harden when they first acquired him. And I know we're not talking about a new player, but you're talking about a new coach coming in. 
and give him a little time with some practices at home to start implementing some new things. There's just the defense has been so, so bad. It's just, I, I know it sounds really simple, but I keep going back to like, it's hard for them to be much worse than what they've been. The only, the only part, the only problem with me, the only part, reason why I'm not, you know, already coming around on this team or, or looking to bet them here in the next, next game or two is this Middleton injury. Like, oh man, it just feels like such yep. bad timing with them trying. It, it, with my whole thought process of them getting back home and kind of really getting this team back together and really under more of what Doc envisions it to be, whatever that might be defensively, man, it really kind of blows things up then when you when you do lose Chris, Chris Middleton. Well, I'm not going to say as a, you know, as a stalwart of their team, but we've talked about, you know, you've talked about, you know, the lacking defense on that team. Man, just because of some of those, some of those, because of Drew Holiday and some of the pieces that they've lost, like Middleton becomes more important as a perimeter defender, despite him not being as good as you know he once was uh, in that position. So uh, that was a long way of saying. I guess I will have my eye upon betting the Bucks soon, but it ain't happening yet. And very hard for me to argue with that play uh, with that play tonight. Yep. All right. Uh, I'm getting getting invaded by small children. What's so, Jay tonight? What is he? Like? Um, I don't know. I don't even know what's going on. Clippers four and a half. Yeah, he's with me. Um, <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up quickly. Then we got three more games left. Um, New Orleans Pelicans opened up nine with a total of 224. We're at nine and a half with a total of 222. Washington opened up catching 13 with a total of 245 and a half. That's now 12 and a half with a total of 247 and a half. And then, as I mentioned, we talked earlier, uh, we have seen the Warriors flip to road favorites. They are now one point favorites with a total of 240. Any in those three, anything in those three games at all, Kelly? I feel like I've seen a couple of guys that I respect on the Jazz tonight. I will not be there, though. Uh, Pelicans, I don't think I'm going to play pregame, but they beat up on bad teams. They're a good first-half team. If you want to look that way against Memphis, I think this Memphis team is a continued look to fade some, one way or another. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's any reason to think otherwise right now. I don't think I'm going to do anything pregame, though. That will, That's on my list to, to look at live betting tonight. And hopefully Grizzlies shoot lights out to start off the first quarter, and I can lay a, lay a shorter number than 9.5 on the Pelican side and jump. Two more losses for the Memphis Grizzlies, and they become the first team to clinch their win total. So oh, that's what we're yeah. looking for here for Memphis. Uh, I agree. Agree with all Congratulations, Grizzlies. Yep, congratulations. <laughs> uh, all right. I shouldn't even make fun of them. What an unfortunate season. Yeah, like, it's just suck. injuries from the beginning and stuff and all this John Moran stuff. Yeah, just chaos. All right. All right. Well, we're going to put a bow on this one. Nice, good first episode getting back on track here on Hardwood Handicappers. Please like, rate, review, and subscribe. And uh, we will be back tomorrow. At least I will. We'll be back tomorrow with a fresh new episode of Hardwood Handicappers as we are getting into it, folks. We are, dare I say, getting close to the home stretch of the NBA regular season. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Uh 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.